Spirit of God, we ask that you would give us understanding. God, that you would empower us to create a space, a holy space for you. Will you speak to each one, everyone, what that one thing is, Lord? God, you are giving us a weapon. You are giving us a gift. And all you're saying is you just got to choose that one thing and be faithful with it. And your lives will be transformed. God, empower us to cultivate the right kind of soil. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to look at three scriptures really quickly. Matthew 13, 8. Matthew 6, 6. And Luke 10, 41 through 42. Okay, so starting with Matthew chapter 13, verse 8. It says, Still other seed fell on a good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Matthew 6, 6. It says, When you pray, go into your room. Everybody say room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. Everybody say secret place. Now, lastly, Luke 10, 41 through 42. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed or indeed only one. Everybody say only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So, I want to talk about your one thing. Because by you choosing that one thing today, you're going to have to take that one thing and cultivate it in your garden. Yeah? Every one of us, has an allotted space to reign. It is like having our own personal garden where we could grow plants. It is up to us to fill this space with whatever we desire. You want flowers, you want vegetables, trees. Hmm? Depending on how well we grow our spiritual plants will determine our personal spiritual growth. You got that? In, but in order to grow plants well, you must cultivate the right kind of soil. Okay? Different plants need different type of soil in order for it to thrive. Okay? So I'm going to tell you about three different types of soil. I'm going to give you some gardening tips. Okay? All right. Their soil is generally described by the amount of sand clay and silt it contains. And this is known as texture. Soil texture is um, directly related to the nutrient quality and drainage capabilities. Some soils, it's able to uh, retain nutrient really well. Some soil, it just drains right away. Some soils, it's able to retain water. Receive water, retain it, and water the plant. But some soil, the water just drains. Okay? So there are three types. Sandy, clay, and silt. 
You may be wondering, what are we talking about? Just stay with me. It's going to all make sense. Sandy soil is full of what? Very good. <laughs> Sand is the largest particles in soil, and it does, but it does not hold nutrients well. Okay? There are certain plants that grow well in sandy soil, but a lot of plants cannot thrive or survive in a sandy soil. Sarah, you must be laughing inside because I don't know anything about plants. I kill all my green. But, you know, I know something about spiritual plants. Stay with me. <laughs> you see, because every plant people buy me, like, I kill it. Unless Sarah's there to keep it alive, right? <laughs> you should see the plant that Aletheia, you guys, Aletheia planted. It's like this tall until Sarah moved out. Second type of soil is clay soil, okay? Guess what it contains the most? Clay! Very good, okay? This is very heavy, and it doesn't drain well. They say clay soil is best for your garden in your backyard, okay? However, it may hold water well, but it stunts the growth, Okay? And so, like, different plants like uh, daylily or Japanese iris, there are certain plants and certain vegetables that grow well in clay soil. Lastly, silty soil, okay? Silty soil is very powdery with high fertility. They said this is the best for vegetables. You want to grow vegetables? You better get silty soil, okay? They retain water and nutrients the best, but because of that, you also have to be very careful with pests and diseases. Okay? Now, the soil type and quality varies from region to region, from garden to garden. Why? Because different regions have different atmosphere, right? The, the weather is different. The temperature is different. The, the humidity is different. Right? So the atmosphere where that your soil exists is also very important. So, con conclusion out of my introduction. To grow plants well, you need to have right type of soil for that very plant you're trying to grow. And you need to put that soil in the right type of atmosphere. You got that? All right. Different plants need different kinds of soil to thrive. Okay? For a particular plant to grow well, it needs a certain kind of soil in a certain kind of atmosphere. If I were to bring soil from Indonesia and bring, I don't know, papaya seed whoops, here, and if I plant it here in California, even though it's the same soil with same seed, do you think I'm going to have the same result? No. It's going to vary. Some plants won't even grow or survive because of the atmosphere. Now, I want to talk about soil of your faith, okay? What flourishes in your soil? In our spirituality, what matters is the soil, not the seed. Stay with me. We never run out of the seed. 
God's word never runs out. He is constantly speaking to us. You need encouragement. Every moment you look, you lift your eyes to God, he will give you encouragement. If you need breakthrough, you don't have to wait. God never withholds the seed. He always willingly, plentifully, he releases the seed to us week after week, day after day. But what matters is your soil. Does your soil contain the right type of particles that allow that seed to thrive? Hmm? When In March, when I was in Indonesia, I told you guys about this man who was deaf. And last year, when our team was there without me, they actually visited him. David, oh, actually, and he even remembered David's name. Pray, laid his hand and prayed for him, and his ears opened. He got healed. But then a few days later, he lost his hearing again. Not completely, but partly. And so he went to one of the revival services, and they prayed for him, and guess what? He got healed. A year later, I go back to Indonesia, I visit him in his home, and he says... I lost my hearing again. And he's going on and on and on and on and on about how he lost his hearing. But as he was talking, all I saw was healing. In my spirit, he's saying, I can't hear. I'm so frustrated. I'm so discouraged. He's talking. This discouragement is just coming out. And as I'm listening, all I said, you're still healed. The seed, the word, healing power is on you. I could, I could see it. It's so powerful. But he's saying, no, I'm not healed anymore. You see, he's carrying the seed, but he wasn't cultivating the right type of soil. And so we pray for him and he got healed. And what was amazing, what was neat was when I, pray, when we pray for him, he's like, no, I'm not healed. I'm not healed. Okay. I told him, look away. And I had, he looked away, and I had somebody, a pastor, speak words. And I said, don't look at him, you look at me. What did he say? And he would repeat. I said, step back. And we did, and he was all the way outside of the door, and he still heard him. And I said, turn around. He turned around. He's like, oh. Hmm? Soil matters. You got that? All right. Even my allergies. You know, many, many years ago, even before we planted this church, you know, I really struggled with allergies. Like, it was so bad that I would rub, like, like just rubbing, it wasn't enough. Like, it was so irritating, so itchy. I would rub it till it turned red. And it, it was watery. I couldn't wear any makeup. Until one day, God touched me. And healed me. Hmm? And what happened was every year around the same time, it tries to come back. And at and every moment when it tries to come back, I had to cultivate the right type of soil. Hmm? And when I did so, just like this, vanished. And it's been, what, 12 years. 12 years. And remember last year God healed me of food allergies? And I, I, I could eat carrots and peaches and apples. And you know what I, for, I forgot to eat all these months? 
cherries. I forgot how much I love cherries. And just a few days ago, Benjamin bought a bag of cherries, and he was just eating it by himself. And I'm like, I'm not even touching it, thinking I'm still allergic. And I'm like, wait a minute. God healed me from carrots and apples. I'm pretty sure I could eat cherries. I got to cultivate the right type of soil. I'm carrying the seed of healing for my allergies here. And I ate and ate and ate. And like Benjamin and I were like in a race. Right? And I ate the whole thing and I was fine. Cultivating your soil. This part, what I'm, what I'm about to say is what Benjamin spoke at New Philly's retreat. And I want you to listen to those sermons that he preached. He said that every place you are tempted is at the foot of divine revelation. Stay with me here. The enemy knows that God is about to reveal deep things about either himself or about you. About your destiny. And in that, right, in that right place, that moment where he's about to reveal himself, the enemy counterattacks. Enemy comes with a counter-revelation. If you look at Israelites, Moses was on Mount Sinai meeting with God. Finger of God was writing on the stone. God was revealing himself to his people. And what happens at the bottom of the mountain? Israelites made an idol. And they were bowing down to an idol. And Benjamin was saying that every place where you are tempted, it's not because you're dry, you're weak. It's because the enemy wants to blind your eyes from the divine revelation, the breakthrough that you've been waiting for, your destiny that you've been waiting for. God is about to release that divine revelation. It is like God is about to give you the seed that you could plant in your garden. And it's going to grow big. It's, it's an epic seed. It's an amazing seed. And somehow enemy senses that God is about to release that seed of healing, a breakthrough, a blessings, hmm? reconciliation, whatever. God is ready to release it. The enemy senses it and he brings Another seed of unbelief, of doubt. Hmm? He brings it and he hands it. And what was, what's sad is so many times, all we see is the enemy's hand. The seed in enemy's hand. And we grab it and we plant it. Hmm? The texture of your soil would determine what grows well in your soil and what doesn't. Okay? Soil of unbelief will nullify every seed of faith you receive. All of us, including me, every Sunday we come to church, we receive the seed. And we take it into our garden, into our soil. The question is, are you cultivating the right type of soil that enhances the growth of that seed? Or does your soil actually kill it in a few days? Hmm? Some of you, I'm going to be real with you. Some of you have been cultivating a wrong type of soil and complain at the same time why the right type of fruit isn't growing well in your life. We kept going, God, please give me healing. God, breakthrough. God, give me your word. God, give me, give me, give me. 
inner soul because our soil is full of doubt and unbelief and complaining. Hmm? What is the culture of your spiritual soil? You cannot expect an apple when your soil does not allow apple trees to grow well. Hmm? You cannot cultivate flesh and expect spiritual growth. You cannot go for a whole month without opening the Bible and complain that you feel disconnected from the presence of God. Hmm? If you have not created a space for God in your lot, you cannot expect intimacy with him. Matthew 6, 6, we read, when you pray, go into your room, say room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. You know, every house, we have many rooms, don't we? Bathroom, very important, huh? Bedrooms, kitchen, living room, hmm? bathroom. We need to take care of some business, right? It's very important. Bedroom, we need to get some sleep. We need some bedroom, right? Kitchen, we need to eat, huh? Living room. We need some entertainment. We need some family time. Right? Is there a room in your house for God? You may say, well, every room. Really? What percentage in your bathroom does God have? What about in your living room? What's the percentage of the space that God has in your living room? Probably your TV or computer, you FaceTiming. Going on FaceTime has more space than God. I'm being real here. Hmm? Just like that, in our emotions, in our hearts, we have many rooms. And we allot our emotional capacity into those different categories. Work, school, family, friends, entertainment. Facebook needs its own category these days, huh? But a lot of times, what's most important, we say God first, family second, but those two get the least percentage of your emotional percentage, don't they? Oh, man, I have to work, you see? Like, I need to provide for my children. I want them to have good, I want them to have what I didn't have. So you work two jobs from morning till night, and you barely have time. And you tell your kids, I'm doing this for you. Hmm? And sometimes, you know, we get shocked as parents. What, you want to move out? What? Well, you don't want to come home for Christmas? What, you would rather spend it with your friends? What? We're shocked. We cultivate the soil of, I don't have time for you. But then we expect a different type of fruit. Even with me and Alethea, I mean, I would die for my baby girl. Sometimes I get so distracted like Martha with many things. I got to do this. I got to do that. And a lot of them is for Alethea. And Alethea is crying out for my attention. And sometimes when I'm not cultivating the right type of soil, guess what? I'm even irritated by her cry for attention. I have to stop. Wait, what's him? Wait. Okay, maybe it's not that important. Maybe I need to stop. 
Mommy, my tummy hurts. She's been saying that ever. My tummy hurts. I pray. I do every every day. My tummy hurts. I don't know what's wrong. Until I decided, you know, I'm going to pay attention to her. Mommy, my tummy hurts. Oh, my baby tummy. Let me roll. Let me roll. Oh, 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 oh. A few minutes. A few minutes. Mommy, my tummy hurts. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. I stop everything. I don't care. Whatever I was doing, I stop. Oh, I, and you know what? Past few days, she stopped saying that her stomach hurt. Isn't that interesting? Huh? Luke 10, 38 through 42. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted. Everybody say distracted. By her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. You are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Everybody say one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. If you look at some scriptures, John eleven five, it talks about how Jesus loved Martha and her sister and brother. Like in the scripture, he doesn't say Jesus loved Mary and her sister and her brother. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and her brother. Martha invited Jesus into her home. Jesus loved Martha very much. And Martha loved Jesus very much. This is very important as somebody who works a lot. (laughs) The issue isn't Martha served God a lot and Mary just sat down on her butt a lot. That's not the issue, okay? The issue was that Martha, even though she invited Jesus, it says, Scripture, Martha invited Jesus into her home. But she was so distracted by cooking and cleaning, she stopped. She had forgot to pay attention, spend that quality time with the Lord. It's like me inviting you, Josephine, come over. And she comes over thinking, oh, I'm going to have quality time with Pastor Sonny. And then I'm like cleaning, cooking, right, doing the laundry. And she's sitting there. And Aletheia comes, and she ends up playing with Aletheia. And when the time comes, she has to leave. She forgot to create a space in her inner lot for Jesus because she was distracted by many things. See, we can do, listen to me, especially leaders, listen, we can do many things for God out of intimacy. But without intimacy, everything that we do is a distraction. You got that? 
Let me say that. This is so, so good. I'm like, hmm, that's good. Okay? We can do many things for God out of intimacy with him. But without intimacy, many things that we do become distractions. Hmm? A lot of times our soil is mixed with many things. Worry for work. Worry for our grades. Huh? Unbelief for broken relationships. Hmm? What show to watch? Am I going to miss that show? Hmm? What somebody wrote on your Facebook page that kind of, you know, took away your peace? Huh? Have you ever walked into a room where there was no space for you? Have you? Like you could, I, one thing I hate the most is walking into a restaurant where nobody's greeting me. And they ignore you. They're there. And you know they could see you right there, but they're not saying welcome. They're not saying be seated. They're not saying please wait. They just ignore you. And you just stand there. And I just want to walk out. Hmm? Or what if, like, you walked into a room and, and there was no seat and you, you're looking for a seat and nobody's offering you a seat and you just end up walking out? Hmm? God wants to change the culture of our soil today. How? How do you change your soil? By choosing your one thing. Okay? Your one thing will create a space in your garden, your spiritual garden. And I'm going to talk about the benefits of choosing that one thing and being faithful with that one thing. God is giving us all you have to do, one thing, and you're going to reap all other benefits i mean we get to I, this is a good thing for us huh all right you need to first dispossess before you possess hmm? numbers 33 verse 53 it says you must dispossess the inhabitants of the land and and live in it for i have given you the land to possess it What I realized was that in my garden, there's certain things that flourished, that thrived really well. And so many of you saw that in my life, which was pain. My soil had nutrients for pain. And what's crazy was I have low tolerance for pain. I hate pain. But for some reason, pain flourished in my life. Hmm? I thought about it. You remember my sermon on acknowledging God a few weeks ago? And how God transformed me from crisis mode to non-crisis mode? Remember? How I was living on a crisis mode 24-7 for many years. That's why I had a tension headache for years. But God said, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reset you, Sonny. There is no crisis. Somebody's going through this. No crisis. There is no crisis. Hmm? Somebody's being abused. No crisis. Death. No crisis. We're losing our home. No crisis. We're homeless again. No crisis. We don't have a home yet. No crisis. No crisis. And because of that, I'm living. I'm still, let me testify, I still don't have attention headache. Isn't God good? Amen. Yeah, give him praise. But after he reset 
my mode from non from crisis to non-crisis, he started to store up something else. He said, Sonny, there's another resetting I need to do in your life. I need to change you, shift you from pain to pleasure. Hmm, that's interesting. You know what I realized? That I'm motivated by pain. You could come to me and say, Pastor Sonny, I won the lottery. I got one million dollars. Somebody gave me a new house. Some you could and I'm 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 genuinely excited. <gasps> Praise Jesus, yeah. But it doesn't motivate me to do anything. I'm just excited for you. But if you come to me and say, Pastor Sonny, I've been raped. And I haven't told anybody. That's gonna motivate me into action. You hear me? You you heard about Isa. When I heard, I bought the ticket that day and travel across the world. That's why when I think about girls and boys trapped in sex trafficking, it motivates me into an action. We got to do something. We can't just sit here and do nothing. We got to do something. Pain motivates me into action. Even you remember my pregnancy, how I lost 30 pounds? I was skin and bones. I was skin and bones. I threw up. I couldn't eat. I couldn't even drink water. I was in and out of emergency. It was, I, it, I was so confused during that time. This baby is miracle baby and blessing from the Lord, but I'm dying. It's so painful. I couldn't even sit up. I had to be laid down. Even if I sat up a little bit, I would just throw up acid. Hmm? Even my delivery, you know about all that. How I couldn't stop bleeding and my mind went crazy for a few hours. Hmm? Pain. Pain, pain, pain. I'm wondering, God, why? And I, I just realized that my soil cultivated pain. Even my love for my family, my brothers and sisters, man, I love them to death. When I feel the love, oh, I love my brother, oh, I love my sister. In that feeling love, I feel pain. Even Alethea, oh, I love her so much. Oh, she's so beautiful. Thank you so much, God. And deep inside, so for some reason, I feel pain. Hmm? pain. Even when I'm meeting with God, some of you, if you come to all night prayer, you know that I'm wailing, that I meet God in pain. If I don't cry and wail, I feel like I didn't meet God powerfully. Hmm? But God, I mean, and I'm even like fascinated by suffering Christians, persecuted Christians. I read every book about how they were persecuted and tortured. You know, being hammered and thrown into fire. And, and even in the midst of that persecution, they're faithful to God. Huh? Man, I'm fascinated. I'm drawn to that. And I daydream about God one day. One day, let me be one with them. Huh? Pain. Good, bad, good pain, bad pain. They flourished in my soil. And God says, son, enough. I'm going to shift you from pain to pleasure where my joy becomes your permanent home. 
not pain. Hmm? But you know what I realized? That I cannot possess this new season of pleasure, pleasure if I don't dispossess pain. I have to somehow remove from my mind hmm? the lies of the enemy. That pain is my lot in life. That I have to suffer with Christ, and that's an honor, which is. But God was saying, in this new season, I'm giving you a new experience. You've experienced sufferings with Christ. Now you get to experience the glory of Jesus. You get to experience prosperity. You get to experience blessings. You know, God recently spoke to me about how he said, up to now, Sonny, I raise you up as a prophetic sign to my people that in the midst of pain and suffering, you could still be faithful and fruitful. But in this new season, I am raising you up as a prophetic sign that you can be faithful and fruitful in the midst of blessing, in the midst of of prosperity. Hmm? You must dispossess some demonic revelations, some demonic lies. You must dispossess the lies of the enemy. You got to dig those rocks up and you got to throw it out of your garden. Hmm? You know what I realized when, is that in my old season, blessings seem to ran out fast. But, you know, of course, God constantly is giving me blessings, but it just runs out. Even in my mind, this is so interesting to me. That even when I daydream about somebody giving me a million dollars, you know that million dollar dollar runs out in 10 minutes in my mind? 100,000 for this, 100,000 for that, orphanage for this. Oh, I got to divide amongst my siblings. Oh, man, I barely have enough for me. It runs out. It's not even real and it runs out. But in this new season, I have all these unexpected expenses. You know, moving out of your house, like in two days after you come back from Korea. Huh? U-Haul, storage space, hotel. I'm actually staying at a hotel right now for a few days. Because Alethea is sick and I cannot take her to my brother's where he has a newborn baby. Right? And so, all these expenses... Right? Before, in this old season, blessings run out fast. In this new season, I have these new, more expenses. But guess what? Guess what? It doesn't run out. Like, his provision increased more. Increased more. And I get to pay for everything. And I get to enjoy a nice bed in a nice hotel with free breakfast. Hmm? You're one thing. You know how you dispossess? By choosing your one thing. God is saying, when you choose your one thing and you're faithful with that one thing, I'm going to come and I'm going to dispossess. But you got to be faithful with that one thing. As you flourish in your one thing, God will remove the wrong particles from your soil. You know why? I have a new one thing. My new one thing 
uh, spending that interactive moment with God. Remember my old my sermon from Acknowledging God? I explained to you about interactive moment, interactive seat, right? There's three seats, interactive appreciation and thorn seats. Remember that? If you don't know, go listen. It's very good. My one thing is every day I go to the top of the hill and I, I make an interactive seat and I spend time with the Lord where I hear his voice in the scripture and in my mind and in my heart. And as I do that, I hear him every day. I, like, I'm, I hear his voice more clo- clearly every single day. And as I cultivate my soil of intimacy with God, Man, the lies of the enemy, they automatically get removed from my soil. Hmm? It's like the Holy Spirit comes to your garden and he's taking away, throwing out the stones and the thorns. Hmm? Let me see the time. All right, I have some time. All right. Now, in this, if you're going to cultivate the right type of soil, guess what? You need to cultivate, you need to have a different spirit. Not the same spirit that you were living with in your old soil. Because if you live with your, the same spirit in the new soil, your soil is going to turn back to your old soil. Okay? You hear me? Okay? God wants to give you a different spirit today. Today. Hmm? When you look at Numbers 14, 24, only my servant Caleb, because he had different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring him into the land where he had gone and his descendants will possess it. See, with this type of different spirit like Caleb, everyone around you can fall dead because of unbelief. But you're going to stand your ground because you have a different spirit. Hmm? Saul... In 1 Samuel 10, 6, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power and you will prophesy with them. And you will be changed into a different person. Verse 7, when these signs are fulfilled, do whatever your hand finds to do, for God is with you. Verse 9, as Saul turned to leave Samuel, God changed Saul's heart and all of these signs were fulfilled. Different um, virgins say different heart, another heart, a new nature, a different spirit. Paul meets this, these, these prophets that come down. He's never prophesied in his life. And spirit of God comes upon him and he prophesies powerfully. And when he turned around, he was a different person with a different spirit in a moment. But you know what was wrong with Saul? Even though he received the different spirit in that moment, he went back to cultivating the old soil of inferiority. When, Saul, when Samuel said, God has chosen you to be the king, you know what he said? Inferiority, I'm the weakest person in my family, and my family is the weakest family in our tribe, and our tribe is the weakest tribe. What do you mean? And since Samuel had to, you know, prophesy all these things going to happen to you to strengthen him, and everything happens. And even then, when God wanted to reveal Saul, guess what? In front of Israelites, he was hiding and fury already. Hmm? Different spirit. But you have to cultivate the right type of soil. Hmm? 
God wants to enlarge your space in this new season. Remember a few months ago, we talked about the boundary stone. Anybody remember that in ancient Israel, God divided land and, and they put boundary stones. This belongs to you, stones. This belongs to you. Everybody was allotted their inheritance of the land. Just like that, every one of you, every one of us, God has allotted our spiritual land. It's our inheritance. In this, around, inside of this boundary is where we reign. The enemy, the devil, cannot penetrate through the boundary stone. Even when he attacks you, he is not inside of the boundary stone. He is outside. He is outside trying to intimidate you with fear and unbelief. And through intimidation, he wants you to pick up that stone and put it in a little closer. To make your lot smaller. So that you could be away from the enemy. Oh, a little bit farther. And you put it. And then the enemy comes on this side, intimidates you. Pick up the stone and you make your lot smaller. And the enemy comes from the other side, intimidates you. you, And pretty soon, our lot is so small. I'm talking about your spiritual lot. It's so small that something small could happen and you could just flood and you feel like God doesn't love you. Man, but when your lot is big, and man, you get to enjoy the land, the lot. That God has given you, huh? The, the, that land, yours, it has many plants, huh? Character, integrity, huh? Spiritual strength, prayer, life. It has so many different plants. And you could plant so many more trees. And the Lord is saying, if you would just choose one thing and be faithful, I am going to enlarge your territory just like I enlarged Jabez's territory, huh? God is saying, through your one thing, you're picking up that boundary stone. And you're throwing it as far as you can. And at the same time, simultaneously as you throw it, the enemy that was right there, right there behind that stone, has to run and be behind that stone. And God is saying, when you are faithful with that one thing, you pick up that stone and you throw it as far as you can. And simultaneously, the enemy has to run and stand behind that boundary stone. And now you be, you get to enjoy the intimacy. You get to enjoy the presence of God. The things that used to bother you, irritate you, don't bother you anymore. Huh? The things that made you go sit in front of the couch. I just need to just log out. I just need this time. The things that made you shut down don't shut you down anymore. Because your territory is large where God's presence reigns. You're the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's bountiful, plentiful. Huh? God wants to enlarge your lot. Hmm? Psalm 132 verses 4 through five. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. In your home, there are many rooms. God is saying, will you make a room? Will you make a space for me? What is your one thing? It may be small. It may seem significant. Pastor, really? Really? Me waking up 
15 minutes early and praying, is that going to really enlarge my territory? Is that going to really dispossess the wrong particles in my life? Is that really, really, that something so small? Yes. 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 How do I cultivate the good soil where I reap 30, 60, 100 full? One thing. One thing. Be faithful with that one thing. I want you to stand up. And I want you to just listen to the voice of God. If you have not decided on your one thing yet, will you ask him, God, what is my one thing? You know what I realized? My one thing used to be just spending 10, 15 minutes every morning worshiping with Aletheia. And then I realized, well, that's just part of my daily life. My real one thing is having that interactive seat moment with the Lord. And little by little, I have space for more things. Before, I barely had enough time for one thing. And as you become faithful to one thing for some reason, there's more space. There's more space available where you could grow. Today, God wants to just impart that different spirit. God said, this is my doing. Let me give you that different spirit for this new season. But you need to be faithful to cultivate that right kind of soil. Will you determine inside of your heart right now, talk to Jesus. Lord, anoint me. No matter how small this may be, anoint my one thing. The next three months, God, empower me to be faithful. And as I am faithful, God, I believe and I trust that you're going to enlarge my territory. In my old season, I barely had enough time to spend 10 minutes with you. But as I am faithful, you're going to enlarge my territory, God. And not only am I going to spend, increase in my intimacy with you, but I'm going to invite others into that lot. And my sons and daughters, my brothers and sisters, God, will enjoy the fruit of my land. Your children may not walk with the Lord right now. But if you are faithful with your one thing, they're going to eat of the fruit of your lot, of your garden. So Holy Spirit, right now, dispossess unbelief among us. Dispossess doubt among us. Holy Spirit, store up faith in us to choose that one thing. We whisper in our ears right now what that one thing is. Lord, and empower us to be faithful. I want you to lift your hands. I want you to just, by faith, receive that different spirit. Different spirit for this new season. In this new season, I promise you, you could be washing dishes or driving And you're going to sense the manifest presence of Jesus Christ coming down upon you inside and out. God is going to awaken your five senses. You're going to sense his presence. He's going to be ever so close to you in this new season. Just one thing. Be faithful with one thing and you will experience his presence.
will be one with him. So Father, I seal in your precious name the word that you've given us, the seed that you've given us, the promise that you've given us. And I seal in every lot, in every heart in this room, God, that every son and daughter, God, every one of your child will cultivate the right soil where your seed will flourish. It will not die. It will not die, but it will bear fruit 30, 60, 100 fold. Thank you. Love you. In Jesus' name we pray.